Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Are you into the World Cup? Overall, I gotta say no. Let's stop pretending that we're all soccer experts here. Now, having said that here in South Florida, there's an English Lions head pub. They got the flags up. They're opening early. They're packed. But everybody in the neighborhood knows it's the soccer place. But overall, if and when Canada gets bounced, when it happens, um, I will not be worried about the scores of the other countries. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's me, the champ. It's hour two of the RP show on U.S. Thanksgiving. Episode uh, 890, I believe, guys, of the RP show comes your way here on WQEE, the key. No game plus today. We are on YouTube live. Can we please bring in the moose? Can we get the numbers up? Nobody has retweeted or liked my post promoting today's show from our staff. Can we? Wakey, wakey! How you doing, Moose? What's, you're just having your coffee. Things are good back there. What's up? You shaved today? Things are great. I shave. What kind of blend? Shave you, every day. What kind of what kind of blend are you mixing up there right now? Coast, Costa Rica today. Costa Rica. Starbucks mm, for coffee. No, just um, this is actually a bag of Caliber coffee. Oh, nice! Very popular coffee company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you were watching earlier. I was reading the scores from the dub, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of things rattling around in my cranium right now. Hockey people have found the show. They've written in, and uh, it got me thinking about old road trips. And somebody said to me last month, "You know, what do you miss about the dub?" I said, "The West Coast trip. It was a lot of fun." But I remember walking the mall of Medicine Hat with or uh, Prince George with Lord Mulliken. He said, "Turn your underwear inside out after your 14 days on the road," and. Uh, John Ohm in Winnipeg's watching. He says the best underwear jokes are brief. So we're trying to have some have some fun today. Clark's not here. He's homesick with a child. Um, Kevin, <laughs> the medium's watching World Cup and us right now. Oh, he says yesterday. Watching the World Cup yesterday, I actually yelled, shoot the puck. Yeah, <laughs> me, me too, man. I'm sitting there going, if we don't bury these. We're going to be in trouble later. Um, It looks like you watched the entire post-game news conference with John Herdman, or did you just see clips on SportsCenter? You seem to know everything that he had to say about the game afterwards yesterday. The one nothing lost by Canada to Belgium. It's been populating my social media feeds, too. I've seen all the the clips and everything else and was watching a little bit of it yesterday, but... uh... Yeah, wildly entertaining guy. And, uh, you know, I'm, I have a lot of confidence with him at the helm of Canada's men's national team. I do. So 
I think they'll be okay. Remember, I think two teams from the pool will advance to the knockout stage. So one loss isn't going to hurt Canada. We'll be okay. I don't think we expected to beat Belgium. Um, we had Mike Wilner on from Blue Jays. Uh, Jays talk. He'll always be Jays talk to me. Um, and there's a lot of Blue Jays fans writing in. Says the Blue Jays have to keep an eye out for Addison Berger. Saw him in Vancouver last season. Jays just moved him up. Okay, they say the Jays need a number one or number two starter. Okay, we're moving on. Hour one is for last night's games, but I've got time for what happened in the National Hockey League last night. Believe me, I do. 15 games. Shoot, if we were a hockey-only show, that would be all we talked about with that amount of games. But tonight's games, this is interesting in sports. All the leagues are just going, here, NFL, take it. There are no NHL games tonight. There are no (laughs) WHL games tonight. There are no NBA games tonight. There's one college football game tonight. It's Mississippi State at Ole Miss, and I'm sure if you looked real hard, you could find it. Um, and, of course, there's the NFL triple header here right now, but as a lot of our viewers have said, they can get NFL talk anywhere. Detroit Lions, by the way, leading the Buffalo Bills 7-0 late first quarter. Later on, the New York Giants visit the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cowboys are going to F them up. And the Patriots are at the Minnesota Vikings in the nightcap, and that is 8.20 p.m. Eastern. I will be have succumbed to tryptophan by then and be uh, completely out of it. They're all making jokes here about underwear and tacos, and I can't. I just, I can't. But, question for you. Your hockey expertise here. I usually defer to you to, for football, but I know you know hockey too. Somebody wrote in here earlier with the orders losing 3 nothing at the Islanders and said, why is it that we always have to run into a hot goalie? And I assume, I assume that person watched the game. 49 shots on goal last night. I think it was Sorokin in goal for the Islanders. 49 it saves in a shutout against the Edmonton Oilers. And it's just ironic that that one hockey scout that texted me, he's now watching. He was the guy that said last night that the Oilers... And at times the Flames have played peewee defense. And it's very frustrating to me. I don't think people, I really don't think they understand. You lose 3 nothing and think, well, we ran into a hot goalie. Dang, dang our luck. We still gave up three. And they're just not a very good defensive team right now, the Edmonton Oilers, Evander Kane or not. A lot of teams aren't. You saw what I put on social media last night. Everybody's infatuated with points, not just the fans, but the players. Everybody knows Matthew Kachuk had, what, 114 points last year? It was over 100. Maybe it was 104, but whatever. That's what he got paid. Why he got paid? $8.5 million for the Florida Panthers, which incidentally, the Panthers beat the Boston Bruins here last night, and I meant to get into that story too. I didn't go to the Panthers game last night because I had to judiciously pick my sports viewing that has not changed there's so much going on in south florida i can't go to a game every night i could but i can't um so friday night i'll go to the high school football game cardinal gibbons at american heritage saturday night i'm going to go to the blues and the panthers kachuk had a goal and an assist for the panthers last night in the win and i think they will be heard from in the end my question to you is this you put up 49 shots and lose three nothing you just go ah our darn luck, we'll get him next time? Or do you look at the tape and go, well, we could have been better in this area, in that area, in this area? What do you think? 
there is multiple areas they could have and should have been better at. You can't just look at shots because one of the things you have to look at where are these shots coming from. You know, you can step over the blue line and fire 49 shots in. The goalie is going to stop all of those, and it's not spectacular. Things that need to get cleaned up in Edmonton, you know, it's their defensive zone communication. You're having three or four guys standing around, the puck's in the net, and they look, well, whose guy was that? So communication's an issue. They still need to get out to better starts. They were not getting shots in the first 10 minutes. They weren't, they were getting outplayed early in that hockey game. And then they were playing catch up the rest of the game. And it came down to burying their chances. So there are a lot of different areas to clean up for the Oilers. It's not just about shots for and against. It's not just about scoring chances. Um, you got to look at their start. You got to look at their defensive zone communication. There are a lot of areas that should be concerning for Oilers fans. I mean, the game's changed, but it hasn't changed in that I remember having lunch with Bernie Perrault, and I can't remember if you were there or not. It was at a, what's the fancy schmancy restaurant in downtown Saskatoon on 21st, perpendicular to uh, Midtown Mall, the really fancy one, not the St. George or something like that. Oh, the St. Tropez Bistro really old- or... No, it was the old hotel. Or was it Taverna? Oh, the, was it a hotel senator? Yeah, that's the one. You and I went to Taverna, and that was fantastic. No, I was there with uh, Watch Your Feet. I'm going <laughs> to drop some names here. I don't, I don't want to break your toes. Um, I was there with Bernie Perrant, Grant Fuhr, Martin Brodeur, Eddie Belfort sat right beside me, and that was just, I didn't say much. <laughs> I just listened. But Bernie yeah. Perrant goes, uh, you know who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year? I said, I, I really have no idea. Tell me, Bernie, the best team. Thanks, Tips. And he's like, no, 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 <laughs> not the most talent, the best team. As a guy that wins two stand, won two Stanley Cups, I believe he was right. It was the best team, which reminds me. You guys keep coming with the comments and questions because I could go on a real long monologue and rant here on hockey. I'm not sure you necessarily want me to. But watching the order's lack of defensive commitment, their own zone's one thing. Back-checking is another. And I see just Leon Dreisaitl lazily coming back into his own zone. It's hard. It's not fun to skate hard the other way. I've done it. But it's the teams that do that will win. The Tampa Bay Lightning, do it. The Colorado Avalanche, do it. The New Jersey Devils right now are doing it. And the Winnipeg Jets do it when they feel they want to. And the orders do it when things are going good. But not all the time. And when you do it all the time, that's when you'll have a contender. That's when you might very well have a Stanley Cup champion. But the orders aren't doing it right now. Uh, sad news. A lot of our viewers are writing in that Boreas Salming has passed away at age 71. Obviously, we all saw the ceremony. We all know that he's struggling with ALS. Um, There's still, last I was in Canada, still showing the highlights of that. So as a Leaf fan, uh, I know that you'll be upset. Um, Anybody is. He was, I don't know if there was a Swede before him. I will tell you that in my hockey fandom, he was the first Swede. He was like the only one in the NHL. What was your takeaway from that? Ceremony, because you played before you were even born. So what do you That's think right. about Boreas Salming? You know, great ceremony. Obviously a legend and an icon in the game of hockey. 
um, you know, for that country, for the Leafs organization and all of the rest. For me, you know, as you know, and some of our audience knows, my first and favorite player was Matt Sundin, a Swede, and one of the best players to come out of Sweden as well. And when I started attaching myself to Matt Sundin and writing him letters and collecting his hockey cards, you know, you start learning about the other Swedes, you know, and when they would talk about Matt Sundin, they would also reference Borea Salming. So that's how you learned about him, right? And that's how I learned about Borea Salming. And then obviously in the last few weeks, the outpouring of, of support and, and uh, accolades and everything else um, with the battle and stuff have just been at the forefront and the well wishes. So sad day today for the hockey world that Borea Salming has passed away. Well, to me, like I say, he was the first Swede on my radar, and I think he was the first Swede in the NHL. Hell of a player. Hell of a man. Um, to the other topics, and again, I invite anybody who wants to write in, please do. They're writing about the Canada soccer game yesterday. Craig Drebbit in Calgary says, a Canadian goal in this World Cup is fantastic progress. A win is a plus, and advancing is almost akin to winning the tourney. That's for Canada. Randy in Winnipeg says, Canada game was awesome yesterday. Watched most of it standing up. Nice to watch a game that finished in two hours. He said, F Croatia. <laughs> LOL. Herdman is awesome. He is awesome. If he'd actually said that to the media, the full word, I would have thought it was even cooler. But that's still pretty cool. But this is one thing <clears throat> I've been struggling for the last couple of days to put a name on it or a label on it. And this is it. The difference between Canadians and American sports fans. And I think I've now spent enough time in both places to have an opinion, a qualified opinion. Canada gets really geeked up for things like this. You see it all over everybody's social media. You are friends with people that I'm friends with. They all want to prove how big a Canada fans they are which is cool. They're in their living room with their flags and their shirts and their Canada, you know, they do it for world juniors. They do it for this. They do it for the Olympics. They get really into it. And then they don't think about it for four years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, it's a mindset and it's not saying that's wrong, but in America, they are living and they are dying with their local team. Here it's the Dolphins, it's the Miami Hurricanes, it's the Heat for the NBA. They know every single in and out. And I'm talking en masse, everybody in that fan base. Because there's people watching right now going, well, I know what the orders are doing all, every game. Yeah, that's one team. But here, like this World Cup is me. I lived in Canada long enough to know what, the, what it's like there right now. They're going, it, they're going off the hook. They were going off the hook before I left a month ago, or like what I got as recent as last week. They're a big event thing. But then they just forget about it. You know, whereas down here, it's day in, day out. <laughs> they are with their team. But when it comes to big events like this, I just don't see a real push or excitement. Uh, by the way, I want to pass this along. I want to get viewer and listener thoughts on this. Todd and Red Deer. Writing in on the 902 line. Hey, Rod, did you see the Wild in the old North Star uniforms last night against the Jets? I would imagine that would bring back some memories with your dad's old team. P.S. They looked awesome. Uh, story time. Thank you, Todd and Red Deer, and I'll make this quick before we break. I saw those jerseys when they came out, and this isn't the first. It was the last retro set they came out, the green and gold. 
and loved them. And I was waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm like, ew. I don't like the logo on the front. It's the same wild logo, but in yellow. They should have put the iconic Minnesota North Stars N with the star on the top of it. Because I'll never forget my dad signing his first NHL contract. It sat on the island at our kitchen table, our kitchen island in Milestone. I looked at it for two hours. My dad's first contract. It had that Minnesota logo embossed, golden green, and signed Bobby Clark, general manager. And then my dad was to sign it and ship it back to Minneapolis, and or Bloomington, actually, where the office was. So when I saw that Wild were bringing back green and gold jerseys, I'm like, you got to have the, you're still Minnesota. You're not the North Stars anymore, but that's, that's the retro. If the Blues can bring, or the, uh, well, I hate the Blues jerseys. That's what I said I want audience participation on. I want all your thoughts on what your favorite thirds and retros are right now. And they don't have to necessarily be your team. But uh, to me, the Wild's green and gold are a fail. For that reason what if sorry not what if sorry. they sorry not sorry. yeah what if we got a break what if they, we, okay. we got a break we got a break we got a break governor have a look at the clock it's hour two we'll be right back on youtube and wqee 99.1 fm have you subscribed to the rod peterson show youtube channel yet head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community, and to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary. Open to families and the general public in support for Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations. Presented by New York Fries. All right, RP show continues on a sad uh, note. It's been made official by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Hockey Hall of Fame, Boria Solming, passing at the age of 71. Isn't that something, Moose? And apropos that you would wear that pullover on the day after the Leafs uh, win at New Jersey, and then this today with Boria Solming, and just an iconic Maple Leaf, an iconic NHLer, and what a representative for uh, Sweden. And I apologize uh, that we had to go to a break there. We were talking about the thirds, and I just, I get, I'm getting... It's taken a long time to get my mindset switched around from where I was to where I'm going, and that is to be more of a fan and more of what our viewers think because they think differently than I do, but I'm getting on board with that. 
you had thoughts on the jerseys. What were you going to say? Minnesota's jersey. They could easily go to a third with the old N. But surely there's a graphic designer out there that can make it an M instead for Minnesota with a little, you know, logo mm-hmm. on it and make it look just the same as the old N and, and do their own like new spin on it. Because I'm with you. The colors are cool, but it's still the same Minnesota or uh, Minnesota Wild logo. Yeah. So again, <laughs> I don't believe it or not have necessarily the strongest opinions on things but i am following everything and i think everybody in sports actually follows everything i do and i think a lot of our viewers do too um but when it comes to the jerseys i've been kind of waiting in the weeds taking it all in (laughs) so i was ready for the question what do you think about the green and golds from mini and it doesn't really make me think of my dad because it doesn't have that logo on it um from the bar flies whom i believe is in winnipeg he said unfortunately there are more misses with the retro jerseys than hits is that a team or a league call really good question there not one that i know maybe if lee's watching our coo he might have a hand in that um maybe somebody watching has an answer for that i will say this in my history in sport Working with teams 30-plus years, it was always the team. Always the team. Uh, and I, and, and, and they are going to put up with the complaints from the viewers or the fans all the time. Like, I think one of the most iconic riot, Rough Rider third jerseys from CFL days was that melon green with the Wheat Chiefs. Actually, almost neon lime green with the yellow Wheat Chiefs. Remember that? Uh, of course yeah. you do. And all the guys had them. The stars, Dressler, Getzlaff, Chick. I was presented one by the team, and we had a lot of complaints by that. But And that hurt the team a little bit because they spent so much time designing that. It was so radical compared to the 100-year history of what the Rough Riders had done. Um, Kevin, okay, we got to pump the brakes. He says, Kevin the Medium says, the Vancouver Canucks have the best retro jersey. How about this? You can't vote for your own team. So that should make it that should make it fair, right? So what whatever yeah. what team other than your own has the to me it's still the LA Kings. I have not spent too many days in my life cheering for the LA Kings, save for when Wayne got traded there, and to, to this day when I see the black and silver, I, the old the jersey that Gretz wore when he got there. That makes me stand at attention, just for class, you know. Um, yeah. So John Ohm says the Hartford Whalers pretty darn good logo on a jersey. Oh, the whole thing is mouthwatering. And that's the Carolina Hurricanes that are wearing that. You're an old gamer, aren't we all from back in yeah. the day? Did you ever switch the jerseys up to the old Hartford Whalers? I Always. certainly did, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. I think for me, I'm a big fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins reverse retro that, you know, that's, it reminds me of the days of Lemieux and Yager and Ron Francis and, you know, Ken Reggett and Ron, you know, and, and uh, the goaltenders they had there in that group. I, I'm a big fan of that one. Cause I know I like the Leafs reverse retro, but not voting for your own team. I'd probably go Pittsburgh. Cool. I never even thought about Pittsburgh. Jeff, 
Cabillas in Winnipeg says Buffalo Sabres. For me, that's the black with the Buffalo head they wore it last night. That's pretty. We think of uh, what we say, Matthew Barnaby, when we think of that. Did you say Mike Pekka? Michael or, Pekka. Yeah. Or was it McGillney or Zatan? You said you thought of somebody. Yeah. Pekka and Zatan and Dominic Hasek. And yeah, that's what I think of. Ted in Red Deer says, I think the original LA Kings jersey, the purple and gold. See, do you know what you're saying, Ted? That's what their retro is, but it's white. It's a mind screw. It's not yellow nor purple. It's white with a purple and gold trim. It was like, what? I love it. Um, but back to do you not, it's got to be the teams that design these, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's, it's absolutely the teams that design them along with the jersey manufacturer. Um, I think together they come up with the design. And that's the idea, the reverse retro. So the retro would be the old purple Kings jersey or the yellow with the logo. Well, now you reverse it and make it white. And that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, from our intern, Braden, he says, the Canucks look so good on the ice. I assume you're referring to the jerseys. Because <laughs> the team doesn't. He says, but I love Coyote's color with the Kashina. Honestly, the Coyotes for a time were like my third favorite NHL team. Now they're about 15th. But I never, ever, ever, ever liked that, whatever that dog is. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And the Coyotes were my team. I think you should have like a, just me, like a cartoon coyote, like a wily coyote or something like that. I, I can't stand the Kashina, what Braden talks about. But again, that's what's fun with these discussions, right? Everybody has their own idea. I don't really care for the Flames retros which is the black, I, I, it's, does it have the horse face on it? This, like, they're not memorable. And somebody wrote in here and said, sorry, said, sorry, Rob, but the Florida Panthers are the worst. Number one, you don't need to apologize. It's Randy from Winnipeg. Number two, uh, I beg to disagree because baby blue, anything is hot. Anything, baby. Argos, powder blues, Blue Jays, powder blue, Philadelphia Phillies, powder blues in the World Series. You know what I mean? How do you go wrong with that? Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what, the Panthers don't care what you think. They're selling a ton of them out there. I thought you were going to blow uh, your credit card in the Tennessee Titans uh, gift shop at all the uh, the two different <laughs> blues in there, right? I mean, Montreal's I still baby have blues the jacket. look really good. Yeah, of course. You have to. It's funny. BW in Edmonton says, worst jersey is the Calgary Flames stripes. Mic drop. (laughs) That's from BW. (laughs) Yeah, but you're from Edmonton. So not only can you not vote for your own team, you can't hate your biggest rival's jerseys either. I can't off the top of my head think of what the Chicago Blackhawks jerseys are, but I'm sure they're great because they still have the greatest jersey of all time. And when I think of like the greatest hockey jersey of all time, and I've never spent one day cheering for the Chicago Blackhawks in my life. I haven't. But that red Blackhawks jersey makes me weak in the knees. And I think of John Candy in Summer Rental. I think of Vince Vaughn in what movie was it that he wore? He went to the Blackhawks games. 
Was it the, yeah, the breakup? It the dilemma? Maybe the dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Winnipeg's really warming up to the show today, as always. Uh, where is it? Oh, Jeff Cabello says, anyone like the New York Islanders Captain Highliner jerseys? I almost feel, I don't know if they sold Captain Highliner fish sticks in America. I don't know if they did or not. I'm not sure that Americans get that reference. Is that not a, that's like a McCain's Canadian thing, is it I not? I feel like Captain it. Captain Highliner? Yeah. I'd have to go to the big board, but I feel like it. John Ohm says the Atlanta Flames logo, uh, logo is on fire. Like it. And I think, actually, I just had a Freudian slip. I almost said on fuego, in fuego. It is on fire. And actually, uh, Ted goes on to say the Blackhawks jersey is the greatest jersey in any sport, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you guys, this is going to make some good social media clips, guys. This whole segment. From the bar flies in Winnipeg, he says, whomever designed Tampa's jersey must be colorblind. That's just their old one they wore like 15 years ago, was it not? Didn't it say bolts down? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the whole idea of retro is to bring out the old. I don't like what the Oilers are doing with that, whatever it is. What is that thing? A the gear or something? A piston? Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an oil drop in the middle of the uh, whatever. Um, again, I never really understood it either, but that's, that's what they were wearing in 06 <laughs> when they went to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. What about the Leafs? They're in the blacks now, right? Um, no, uh, the reverse is blue. So the reverse goes all it's the way back to the... It's dark blue? Okay. They used to wear the... It was the white with the leaf and the shoulder patches. They took that jersey, reversed it, so it's blue with the white shoulders, the old logo, and the trim, and I think it's really nice. Is that something... And again, folks, he was born in 1987, so a lot of my references are over Darren's head, but like, that's the photos that you see Rick Vive in? When he played, that's the jersey? Am I, th I Builder I think Lego? So. Those guys? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a, um, um, a spin off the late 90s, early 2000s um, third jersey they wore, which, had, which was white with the strings and the blue shoulders. Um, it was nice. Jeff Gordon, viewer Jeff Gordon, who we met at the Ballers party on Friday night, says it's an oil drop inside a gear craig in calgary says that was the todd mcfarland design and now i don't even remember who todd mcfarland is wasn't he a cartoon guy or something wasn't he behind a comic book thing yeah. you remember that you were like 10. yeah I don't, I don't expect you to remember wasn't he behind uh, like Jeff and spawn and a couple other comics yeah 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 Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, the orders one reminds me of a sunny side up egg. <laughs> How about that? How um, about that? By the way, Jesse Pierce coming up from NHL.com Minnesota and the Bar Down Beauties podcast. One thing about our American viewers, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to come around with the mentality of the viewers because you know, the coaches and the GMs and the players, for the most part, the guys that I've spent my lifetime with, they don't care about this stuff. 
They don't care about kickoff times, face-off times. They don't care about it. <laughs> Where's the next game? What are we wearing? We got other stuff to worry about. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So, but I get that this is really big with the fans. And I've had a lot of people here in South Florida, and I've only been here since Saturday, say, I really like your show because I really like the format. I like the pace. And what I love the most about it is um, the interaction with the viewers because this way we know that we're getting what they want, right? Talking about what they want. So on this U.S. Thanksgiving today, we've covered a lot of ground. When we come back, we will talk NHL with Minnesota Wild writer Jesse Pierce from NHL.com. And then whatever anybody wants to talk about, if you want to get your CFL questions in, NHL, NFL, fire our way in overtime. Moose, we'll see you uh, in a bit. See you then. We're live on YouTube today. No Game Plus TV and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP show continues U.S. Thanksgiving down here. And you know what that means? No NHL games. Also, none in the dub, none in the NBA, just one in college, Mississippi State at Ole Miss tonight. And uh, there were 15 games in the National Hockey League on Wednesday, however. And in one of them, the Minnesota Wild found their offensive flair clubbing the Winnipeg Jets 6-1. Joining us to talk about that and, uh, well, all things Minnesota. Hockey, all the rest from Bar Down Beauties and NHL.com. Jesse Pierce joining us. And I will say to you, happy Thanksgiving, Jesse. What does that include for your crew? The turkey's in the oven. The pie will be made in in just a little bit once I wrap up here. Um, Pretty low-key. Like you said, the Wild played last night, uh, and they play again tomorrow. So we keep it low-key. My family's located five hours north up on the Canadian border, so not making that track this year, but I don't mind it. I kind of like just the chilling out. Good for you. Hey, I had this question was going around the gym this morning. I'll put it to you. What is your specialty? You mentioned the pie, apple, pumpkin, and there was a third. I can't remember. What is your specialty or favorite at least? It's got to be cherry pie. I'm very obscure though, because I feel like cherry pie, it gets a bad, not a bad rap, but nobody acknowledges it. It is the best pie. It is the divine pie. Uh, in my opinion, and that is all I serve. I actually don't even give my family an option. Like that's what we're having because I like it and I'm making it. So you want something right, else? Here's what I would recipe. say. Yeah, yeah, you can have. It. I'll bring my own pumpkin pie to your place when I come over for U.S. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right, <Perfect>. Jesse, <laughs> was that the real Minnesota Wild we saw last night and that six-one drubbing of the Winnipeg Jets? Ooh. Oh my goodness. I hope so. It's funny because all last week I looked at the win against Carolina last weekend, and that was a very close overtime game. And I was thinking maybe that's the Minnesota wild. Maybe they're not this potent offensive team that you saw last year. Maybe they are going to be this gritty grind defense per squad, but then they show up, put six goals against Winnipeg, a very good Winnipeg Jets team, mind you, um, and found their groove again, found their offense at least for a night. Now, is that sustainable? You hope so, but I don't know exactly what was going on from the Winnipeg perspective or even, you know, that shot of energy that Minnesota had. Um, a very complete game. They got some good goaltending from Philip Gustafson, who was in net um, as well. So really, it was it was the best game I've seen Minnesota play all year. Um, so I hope 
that's more of it because it's sexy. It's exciting. You want to see some goals. Uh, but I don't know if that is the identity that the Minnesota Wild will continue to have going forward. We'll have to see. Well, like you say, hopefully, uh, I'm sure they feel that's their hockey team. But what led to them acquiring Ryan Reeves from the New York Rangers for a fifth-round pick? To me, that kind of came out of nowhere. What are they saying about that? Yeah, I mean, completely out of nowhere, right? You are you have guys like Marcus Bellino who bring that toughness. And Jordan Greenway uh, returned to the lineup. He's got some grit to him. Jewel Eriksson-Eck. I mean, there are certain players that have done that. And certainly that's the type of player you add at deadline in February, right? When you're looking to uh, to make a, a push there. Um, but Bill Guerin talked to us uh, before yesterday's game and said, he likes the personality that Ryan Reeves has. He's the shot of energy. And certainly the Minnesota Wild, for a locker room that is so close and one that was so energetic last year, that has been lacking. Now the wins haven't been coming quite as easily. So imagine, you know, you're not feeling yourself. You're not having that groove. So, I mean, I think Bill Guerin brought in Ryan Reeves just to kind of give a boost. He is a locker room culture guy. I spoke with Winnipeg Jets defenseman Nate Schmidt post game yesterday who said, you know, Ryan Reeves brings such a pizzazz, such a fun type of guy. He's always ready to go. He's always got this energy. So, um, you know, that's the big thing. Now, Bill Guerin also added that he anticipates Ryan Reeves to play. That was something that he wasn't getting out in New York. Uh, a reason that Ryan Reeves wanted to be traded was because he wanted to play. So in addition to being just kind of this locker room role, he's also going to be a uh, on the fourth line now, if you mess with uh, number 97, Kirill Kaprizov, not only would you answer to Marcus Foligno, but Ryan Reeves as well. So it'll be interesting. He should slot in tomorrow against Toronto. So we'll get a first peek at him, uh, at him then. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights as of today are still my team. And he they have not been the same since he left. So I wish him well in Minnesota because he is that guy, like you just said. Yeah. A lot of Winnipeg viewers on our show. They're number two for viewership, um, Jesse, for us. Winnipeg, they want to know if their team is as bad as they looked last night. Were you watching them from your critical lens or more the wild? Like, Do you have an opinion on what the Jets put forth last night? You know, it's... It's not at all what I expected. I actually predicted the Winnipeg Jets to beat the Minnesota Wild last night because they are a good team. I mean, Connor Hellybuck is a great goaltender. He got no help last night at all. I think what really killed Winnipeg last night was the lack of discipline. Uh, Bones had said it postgame as well. There was just too many penalties, and Minnesota capitalized on that twice. I mean, you look at that second period, there was a good 10 minutes of hockey there from Winnipeg where... Uh, it was a 3-1 game. It looked like they could come back. And then Winnipeg, for whatever reason, let off the gas and fell apart in the third. Um, you know, I don't think at all that's indicative of what's to come. Again, I really do like this Winnipeg team. I hate to say it because they're a team that Minnesota is going to have to leap uh, to get there. But they were facing a desperate Minnesota Wild team who needs to get two points. So I think they just didn't match that intensity from Minnesota. So rest easy, Jets fans. I do think you guys are still in a good position. You've got good defense. You've got good offense. And you've got some of the best goaltending. So you will be okay moving forward. You just got to keep uh, sustaining that pressure. Well, they are one of the most nerve-wracked fan bases of any pro sports team in Canada. Jets fan. I'm telling you, it's a lot to stay up and down with them. Oh my, I get it. I get yeah. it, especially when you lose 6-1. But, you know, I got to ask you this. You've been covering hockey a long time. It just came on my radar this week, this stat, whichever one you believe, that if you're in a playoff spot at U.S. Thanksgiving, you stand a 90 to 95% chance of making the playoffs or a 75% chance, depending on who you believe. But either way, it's good. 
Uh, was that talked about in your circles this week and obviously not believed as much because Minnie isn't in a spot, but did you hear that this week like <laughs> I did? It is. It's funny because it's the first time I've heard it too. We actually had Mike Rupp uh, on our podcast last week and he was the first one that brought it to my attention. And he brought up a good point. He said, this year is the first year that I don't think that's going to be the case because you look at some of the teams, he feels eventually, and I feel as well, eventually things are going to kind of fall into place and they sort of already have, right? Buffalo got off to this insane hot start. They've kind of fallen back to to where they are. Arizona had been doing really, really well. Um, and they've kind of found a reality, if you will. Um, I don't think that it it is it is as hard in as it has been in years past. Usually I do think, you know, you're about a quarter way through the season come US Thanksgiving. So there is some indication there of who's good, who's not, but especially in the central where it is constantly a dogfight, I think it's still up for up for grabs, uh, the majority. And I mean you have teams certainly that I think are going to filter to the bottom that are going to continue to struggle. Um, but I think teams like Minnesota, like Winnipeg, like the St. Louis Blues, and even Colorado, who's kind of been up and down so far early on, uh, I think they're going to find their way, find their footing and, uh, and make a bigger push. So I don't know that, you know, the panic button needs to be hit for teams looking on the outside of the playoffs uh, come Thanksgiving, come today. But certainly, you know, it's going to get tougher. You're going to have to uh, really start gathering these points come, uh, come December here this next month. Really good point. My last question, and I know you got to go, is simply Sam Steele. I'm sure my buddy Sammy, proud of Sherwood Park, is happy to be gone from Anaheim with where they are. And uh, how's he fitting into Minnesota? What's going on with Sam Steele? Yeah, he had uh, yesterday was the second game that he got the opportunity to be on that top line between Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. And now naturally any player put in between two elite skilled players like that are going to succeed. But Minnesota's really struggled to find that place. Ryan Hartman injured very early on in the season and, you know, he was struggling to get going. He will not return probably until mid-December if they're lucky. So he's been out of the lineup. So in return, Dean Ebsen has been shaking things up. Freddie Goudreau had a look there. You've seen, uh, you know, even Matt Boldy slot to center there. So there's been some different players, but Sam Steele, um, two really good games in that spot as the number one centerman. So I like to see it. I was excited about the addition of Sam Steele. The little bit I saw of him from Anaheim, I was like, you know, he's a good young player. He's a sound player. And sometimes I like that he's not necessarily noticeable because he's not making, you know, these egregious turnovers or these bad plays. Um, so I'm excited to see. I imagine he continues to play that number one center role tomorrow against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, I mean, as long as he continues his prowess, I think he got an assist last night. He had a goal and assist the game before. As long as he kind of continues to help them get those uh, those points and, and get in the scorebooks, then he'll be uh, in a good position to succeed. Jesse, you do a great job. I tell you that every time because I mean it. Um, NHL.com and Bar Down Beauties. Enjoy your Thanksgiving with your crew, and uh, we'll chat next time. Sounds great, Rod. Thanks so much. All right, Jesse Pierce joining us from Minnesota. When we come back, it is overtime on this U.S. Thanksgiving. Whatever you want to talk about, and I mean it. 902-518-3033. There's the number. 902-518-3033 to text us in the U.S. studio or on the YouTube chat, or on Twitter. You can reach us there as well. We'll be right back with the Moose for overtime next on Game Plus. No, no, not today. But your favorite podcast platform is always YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
Okay, plenty of time, like eight minutes, which is an eternity in the broadcast world for overtime. Director Jordan tells me seven minutes. It's faster than I thought. Ryan O Radio, down at WQEE, flying the ship in Georgia, says another great show on this Thanksgiving day with the RP show. Thank you, Ryan. Grateful for you. So grateful for you. Uh, let's bring in the moose. You don't have the comments in front of you, so at some point you're going to have to go through the YouTube feed and see John Ohm. Ohm. He made a Minnesota logo with a North Star on an M. He made it. How does it look? Uh, he's put oh, it up it on, the, it's on the screen. There it is. It's very nice. Clearly, I don't really know what John Ohm does. He's very creative. He looks like a very creative person he showed up at our great cup party last friday with blue hair blue slash green hair and uh he and i posed for a photo with the trophy and it was fantastic so there are a lot of questions and comments coming in as i say again no nhl games tonight no whl games tonight no nba games tonight how do you feel about that's sort of like the CFL just handing Sundays over to the NFL. All the other leagues are doing it on important dates, so maybe it's not that dumb. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, you need to look at you know what's best for you, and sometimes what's best for you is stepping out and letting somebody else have the spotlight for a day, right? And taking the next day. And finding openings on the on, on the dance card. So I don't think it's such a bad idea to, to have ebbs and flows in the schedule. I think, you know, we talk about in our business and, you know, consistency can be such a good thing, you know, in terms of having success. But sometimes the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs are important too. Because people can get a break and then they can consume uh, 15 games all at once. I think that's what makes the NFL so great is we don't really... Consume the NFL Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, we do now Thursday, but no Friday and Saturday. And then we go crazy on Sunday. You know, we get that one day to empty the tank. So I don't think it's such a bad thing for these leagues to take a night off. Um, I think between the two of us, we're getting there. Um, Craig in Calgary says Christmas is NBA day. And is it ever? I remember driving to Edmonton to broadcast the World Junior Hockey Championship on the Sportsnet Radio Network, 27 stations across Canada, and all that was on the radio was NBA. That's all I listened to. Because <laughs> I was tired of Christmas music by that point. You understand. And you will also understand this, as will a certain portion of our Sask listeners. I had a cop. I finally realized around, remember where Don Cherry's restaurant was on North Idlewild, where it used to be? I don't know what's in there yeah. now, but you know that area? I get pulled over at the shell across the street from there by a cop. And the cop is like, I've been following you since 20th Street. I said, I'm sorry. I haven't been, haven't been paying attention. And he let me go because it was Christmas Day. And I'm like, how festive of you. That, that very day. Well, yeah. I guess I was listening to the NBA on satellite radio and started daydreaming or something. And I was speeding. How about that? Um, by that? the way, a good point here, and I haven't probably addressed this. 
two things. One, Friday will be a very big CFL day. For all of you you that are just can't wait, we'll be previewing the Vanier Cup. We'll be talking some CFL, the three NFL games today. Football Fridays, Darren talked about regularity and consistency. Through the winter, football will be Fridays. Year-round, as a matter of fact. But Jeff in Winnipeg says it was refreshing to see Rick Bonus tell it like it is. This is the regime the Jets needed for some years now. I'm not going to argue with anybody from Winnipeg about their teams at all, although I did argue with Bomber fans that were ready to jump off buildings following the Grey Cup, and I'm like, you literally cannot win them all, so chill. you still got a good team. You're still going to be good. But with bonus, I don't. Like, I know Paul Maurice well enough. He's a good guy. He's a good coach. And I don't, I'm not a fan of lighting somebody on fire on their way out of town. Everybody wants to do it. I've had it happen to me. I know it doesn't feel very good. And for those that are now laughing at Paul Maurice and Winnipeg going, nah, 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 nah. he's not even in the playoffs in Florida. Rick Bonus hasn't won anything either. Not this year, not ever. So does it annoy you a little bit? That, that Or I'm probably too defensive because I just know how it feels that they're like trouncing all over Paul Maurice in Winnipeg and it's not even Christmas yet. But that's a bit of the post-game trash talk that I just dislike. You know, when somebody, it is post-game trash talk. I mean, I know there's games still coming, but they've had struggles. And now you're looking back at the struggles and jumping on somebody, piling on, kicking somebody when they're down, right? Be happy that you're doing well in Winnipeg. Be happy that Rick Bonus is doing well, but don't crap all over the other guy. You know, he's not your coach anymore. He's gone. So be happy that you're in a better spot than you were a year ago. And I think I would like to see more of that. Incidentally, Jeff's not doing that. Last minute of play in hour two. He's he's not. He's saying how refreshing it is that Bono went off bones on his team last night. But I'm just saying it's not even Christmas yet. He hasn't won anything. He just like Paul Maurice never won anything. But I see a lot of Jets fans doing that, and it just it bothers me. And to be honest, I kind of thought I was just talking into barking up a dead horse's ass, as my brother would say. But every now and again, I get people right in here to the show from all across North America and say, Rod, you're changing the way I look at sports. And I'm thinking then maybe we are making a bit of a difference. Maybe we're introducing a little less hate. And maybe we're injecting a little more knowledge. How about that? Because as you know, Moose, we know everything. So (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow for a very big football Friday. What do you say? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everybody. See you tomorrow. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hell yes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.